May I interrupt your meditation? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right, sorry to barge in your meditation. <laughs> Uh, right, uh, those of you, I don't know if many of you attended uh, the first time we had this talk, it was at the Shala. Uh, I'm not good with dates. It wasn't yesterday, it was <laughs> sometime before that. <laughs> hey, that's just a word in my mind right now. <laughs> okay, and uh, we talked about ending war, and I explained how that. Uh, how that talk came into uh, came into manifestation it was James Connor. We were having uh, di- we were at uh, the Gordons. We were having dinner there. We were talking at the table. Should I say being uh, with everybody at the table? <laughs> 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 and somehow the topic of the, the uh, somehow uh, statistics and war came into came into the conversation, and then it ended up being just James and I talking. And James said, hey, it would be nice if you could talk about that. I said, yeah, it would be nice. And then James came back. And, uh, okay, over at, at the Shala on this day, right? <laughs> and after, I think maybe that was like uh, two hours or, or something like that uh, kind of talk. And afterwards, and I was thinking, uh, it would be nice if we could, if we could do this in like in a workshop kind of, uh, kind of a thing. Like it wasn't just one night and then you go home and then you think about it uh, some uh, a little bit, and then life comes into you, you know, you forget about it. And uh, lo and behold, uh, Allison <laughs> asked me, "Could you give that uh, talk again here, and but this time stretch it out a bit, a bit, a bit longer?" Say, "Oh, why not?" <laughs> okay. So, and then she asked me to do something which was which is very difficult. Uh, usually, uh, talk. I don't bring text and I don't bring, uh, you know, uh, like a typed uh, discourse and then I read to you what I wrote already at home. I just, I hope that uh, whatever uh, comes up that night, you know, th- that's what you get. <laughs> and usually I prepare just by uh, being, <laughs> that's usually my preparation. Oh, I said I'm going to teach that thing. What am I going to say? <laughs> We're gonna say, well, what was the last time you were going to talk that again? After you read that book, after you read the book, it's gonna take me a year to 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 review that, and and I pray, <laughs> I sit down, and then something comes out. Uh, so I usually uh, try not to say this is the title of what I'm gonna talk about. Maybe I give a general talk. We're gonna talk about compassion. Exactly what I don't know. The night is gonna dis- uh, uh, decide. At this time, Alison said she wants not only a title, <laughs> but she wants subtitles. <laughs> so tonight's supposed to be introduction, and with the titles, uh, <laughs> at the good fortune of having <laughs> Ryan with me, one night he said, well, you know, she said, come up with a title, let's come up with a ti- some titles. And we come up with the titles. So f- for nights, okay. This the first night we're gonna do this. Second night we're gonna do this, and then and I guess it was like a teaching. It just came out, okay. So perhaps what came out that night was just for that night for me and Ryan. 
the title that you read and the subtitle that you read, probably we'll never talk about them, okay? <laughs> so don't be too disappointed. Okay? But we will talk about ending war. <laughs> okay? But I'll try to go back and say, oh, I'm supposed to talk about that, and then just throw it in, maybe, if I remember. Uh, and, and right now, I think, uh, I don't remember what the first topic was. <laughs> Introduction. Introduction. Well, that's very broad. <laughs> I can say anything. <laughs> okay. Now, uh, this topic actually, uh, very, I, I think it's very important. It's, it's a very important thing. And I, and I hope that this is spreads out. And, uh, and I be it's already uh, started to spread out. Now, uh, with the universities that has uh, very, uh, perhaps, uh, uh, I don't know how long ago, but uh, I'd say a few decades ago, it was probably was like uh, uh, not a very, uh, probably, wasn't an e probably wasn't even a, a major, but probably was some strange elective that some strange thing by we would talk about and people would say, oh, I have nothing to do. I, n I need an elective, let me take that. Okay, but now it's becoming a major you know, conflict resolution. Okay, now people are actually majoring in this. Okay, so and I, and I think, uh, according to what Isolina said, is that uh, it's a trend that is that will continue. Okay, so time, you may not see the the planet uh, no longer in war, but when that time actually arrives, it will be because of the efforts that you put in, in, your, in this very life. Okay? So it's very important that you participate in whatever ways that you can participate. That time when, they were, when the Earth back uh, in, in, in the future, it will be because of your efforts. Okay? And please don't throw that karma stuff at me. <laughs> it's because, oh yeah, it's because those people there will have the karma, that's why. But for that for that karma to happen on this planet Earth is because of the of everything that everyone has been doing on this planet Earth. Perhaps you will be one of those bodhisattvas, you know, enjoying the Earth as a as a Buddha land, or you may be somewhere else. But the the contribution that you give that you th that you give will have been uh, will, will have will have ripened at that time. Okay, it will become. A place where there is no war because of your efforts, interest in no war, and because of whatever wish you've had for no war and whatever actions you've taken. Either you talked about it with your friends, or you put, you uh, joined some group somewhere, or you uh, meditated on it. Okay, those actions will will have their effect. That's the rule of of of, of uh, cause and effect. Okay, and. Uh, after I gave that talk, uh, Venerable Jimba happened to have uh, stopped by and uh, you forgot this book. <laughs> I, said, I said, oh, what's this book? And I picked it up, Violence and Compassion, by His Holiness the Dalai Lama, with uh, Jean-Claude Carrière. I said, oh, this should be in, but I, but I picked it up very reluctantly because I thought, oh, one of those very Western-oriented books by Zolinus. Of course, he's going to try to please everybody. <laughs> <laughs> he's not going to have strong stance. He's not going to... Well, I'll read it anyway because Zolinus' picture's on it. <laughs> and I said, oh, wait a minute. Uh, I sort of, uh, <laughs> got involved. 
Yeah, I agree with this. <laughs> I agree with this too. I think this is true. <laughs> I'm glad his holiness think the way I think. <laughs> so, so and, I, uh, and I found out that a lot of the things that I worry about, uh, I know it comes from my, the teachings that I've had from, uh, from Rinpoche, the teachings that I've had from other, other teachers, and especially all those years of uh, attending His Holiness's teachings, I'm sure he ta- must have talked about them, and because of my mind, can't really remember who taught what, but somehow they're in my mind, and people ask me, I regurgitate them the way I could. So uh, for those who need reference from some authority that is recognized by the world as an authority, you can go to His Holiness. <laughs> okay? So, uh, how do we end war? I'm sure you have some ideas. Okay. And ending war, is this something that we want? That's the first thing. Before we say how we end it, we have, to f- we have to answer the question, do we want it? And if we want it, what is this thing called ending war? What is it? The way sometimes people think of nirvana, or the, the way they, some, people, some people think of heaven, and they start to stri- they try to uh, visualize or try to imagine what heaven will be like, and then after thinking about it for five minutes, even less, they say, oh, that's a very boring place. When you think of no more and you really think about it, is there some part of you that says, oh, there's no action there. It's boring. And you have to be sincere. Okay? What we have now, the, a, a world that lacks war, is because those in it, they participated in some action some, uh, some what, what I would call some messed up desire where what we have is, it comes from what we want. What we have is what we wanted. Okay? The wor- because the world has no war, uh, because the world has war or lacks no war wanting to be that way. Now there, we have to talk about what, what is wanting. Okay? How do you want something? I'm talking about the wanting that really gets you to act, the wanting that really gets you to bring, uh, that really brings about a result. Okay? Whatever you have comes from a wanting at some level, psychological, Western psychological, psych, psych, maybe a bit more psychological from a Western point of view. Okay? Somewhere within your unconscious, there's a desire for this. And you desire for it because in Buddhism, this is where Buddhism comes in and gives you an explanation because of a misunderstanding and then we create a desire uh, out of that misunderstanding okay. and of course because of this drive that we have from, within, uh, from deep within our unconscious we end up with the results that we have okay. and, it's, and again it's not necessarily uh, making that, de- making that uh, desire, making that aspiration. 
consciously or superficially we think, oh, we want peace. But deep within us, do we understand what that means? Do we understand what it is? And do we really desire it? I'll give you an example. I want peace. I go around saying, I want peace, I want peace, I want peace. Okay. And I'm, I'm listening to uh, the, the, the news. This person or that place is, uh, is, uh, is being aggressive toward either you or toward someone that you feel some, some connection with. You feel something has to be done. And, 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 and how do you react towards that person? What is governing you uh, at that moment? Is it still, I want peace? Or the real desire for peace is gone at that moment, but it's replaced by, I want war with that person. And what's the aim of it? It's going to get peace. So someone is attacking you, so there's a disturbance, and you want the opposite of that disturbance, and what do you do to get that, to get to get the opposite of that disturbance? Okay, what you do is governed by the underlying desire that you have, and that desire is governed by your view, which, according to Buddhism, is mistaken. Okay. So you want peace. Something happens. Uh, uh, someone does something in an aggressive way towards you and then the way you used to think about peace somehow it gets distorted and you're thinking that how do I achieve that peace and then you go and you, and you act in an aggressive way aggression is done towards you and you react with aggression with the aim of att attaining peace now let me ask you a question. Is this a novel idea? This is the first time you're hearing this. Is this the second time you're hearing this? Is this, is this, is this an innovation of our generation? The generations before they were stupid, they didn't know how to, they didn't know how to do this. This is the first time we finally have gotten the, the, the magic formula. How do you get peace? Especially when, when there is aggression. You respond with aggression. Make sure your aggression will be even more deadly. Because if it's not deadly, you know, you'll be gone. Make sure your aggression is deadlier than the aggression that you're receiving. Then you will have peace. This is the magic formula. Finally, our generation has found it. Okay. It will take a little time. The, uh, the war that was supposed to be... Uh, I'm, I'm going to uh, be, sorry, a little bit political <laughs> in these talks. <laughs> so the war that was supposed to have lasted uh, a weekend, <laughs> you know, we're just going to go over there, walk overnight, and, and it's going to be over with. The most will be a month. Okay. How long has that war been going on now? <laughs> Seven and a half, eight years. Is it over yet? Do we have peace now? Yeah. Is everybody going around? We're in peace, we're in peace. So, I guess it takes 10 years to apply that. It's a, it's a method that needs time. And, 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 and sarcastic also. <laughs> okay. So it's a method that requires time. 
maybe after 10 years of intense war, intense killing, intense destruction, then we will have peace. Okay. Then maybe it will happen. Because we all want peace. Okay, uh, so did our generation come up with this beautiful uh, formula? No? no? It came from our fathers, our father, our, uh, the generation of our parents? I think this planet exists. <laughs> at least, <laughs> right? For at least 5,000 years we've been trying this magic formula. And so far, it seems like no one has gotten it right. And this is very sad. It is not we, uh, we are, uh, as a species, we completely forget what happened in, in the previous generation. As a species, we have come to a point where we catalog things, where we, where we document things for generations. So, uh, to put, it, to put it in this way, in this magical way, and this is really magical, as a species to communicate through time. We have the capacity to talk to people who will, be, who will live here maybe a thousand years from now. We have that capacity. And people who lived a thousand years before us have communicated to us. They told us that they tried this method. But for some reason, something within us makes us think that maybe this time it will work. When it has not once worked. Can someone, mention, can someone name one instant where this thing has worked? And if there's an exception, I, I'll take it. Since the fall of the Soviet Union, last 20 years, mm. people who died in war between countries and within countries has fallen 60%, making this the most peaceful time in human history per capita. Mm. Well, that's, that's, uh, that's a beautiful uh, statistic, <laughs> and we're going to need that. Okay. So moving forward towards our time, there, uh, like I said before, there is a change taking place. So people are starting to look at this and they're starting to see what we are seeing. This thing doesn't work. You don't get people creating war. Okay. The big countries have something called uh, MAD, Mutually Assured Destruction. Uh -huh. So that keeps the big wars down. Uh, interestingly enough, that's what Izoina says. Izoina said uh, the threat of nuclear annihilation somehow has kept has kept us from engaging is in, in uh, where two big countries are engaged in, 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 in war. But that hasn't stopped war. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> would that be the formula then? No. And then we will have we will not have war anymore. Everybody would be at peace. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
Now, we have an excellent opportunity, we, this generation, to prove something. And we are already proving something that this uh, method, this magic formula that, we in, that we've inherited from our forefathers, from our, from our ancestors, we are, we are proving it that it doesn't work because we are applying it to the best way that it can be applied. A big country with nuclear weapons attacks a, a smaller country that doesn't have nuclear weapons that doesn't bring peace. In fact, because of the mentality, because of what you mentioned, because of something connected to what he mentioned, something about the evolution of our consciousness, or the, uh, the, what you might call the collective evolution of our consciousness, will not permit uh, it's a good thing, at the same time, it's misapplied. It's that we will not uh, uh, submit to aggression. It doesn't matter how big the, the, the aggressor is, something within us will not submit to it. Okay. So, something within us is there that doesn't want, or that finds aggression abhorrent. Okay. As a matter of fact, strangely enough, the reason that we behave in an aggressive manner is that because we find aggression abhorrent. We find it so disgusting it makes us act in an aggressive way. No, it's like uh, 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 someone who's angry at someone because they're doing, they're doing something that's hurting them and they, they, they apply uh, violence to stop it, to stop that person. Okay. It's like there is a concern from that person sees harm, that sees suffering, and that person wants to address that, that suffering, but that person doesn't know any better, so the only, uh, it falls, that person falls into the habit of many generations, of many uh, civilizations, oh, maybe this time it will work, let me try violence. Okay. So in a way, the person who is an aggressor, is seeking the very opposite of what he's doing. Why did that example of uh, uh, the person I gave, was it me? <laughs> Who is, I want peace, and then aggression is, is, is um, and you react with aggression. I want peace. Okay. So this is something that, this is something that we have to understand as a fundamental part of our nature. The aggressor, the one who, whom the aggressor is visiting with aggression, they all want peace. So that's what... What was that? Paradox. No, not paradox. <laughs> yeah, our condition, our common condition. Okay? That is, uh, we have to understand that that's our common condition. And when you, when you enter into a relationship with someone with that understanding, that the peace that you want, that person also wants it. And you, we, we are both deluded on how to get it. And when you have that understanding, that will help you be, be open-minded. Maybe the suggestion that you're giving is not the correct answer.
maybe the suggestion that the person is giving might be the correct answer. Okay? And maybe you are both wrong. You have to be open to that. And the way to, be, to remain open to that is to remember that common, that common uh, uh, foundation that you all share. You want peace. Okay. So, when the, the classic histories that we, we, we've had about nations uh, that have gone into war with other countries and other civilizations, what, it, what was their purpose for engaging in war? What was, it, what was it that they thought that they were going to get, even if they were the aggressor? Better conditions. Better conditions. Territory. territory. And why do they want territory? Why do they want resources? Happy. Happiness. They all want to be happy. And there's nothing wrong with that. Okay? So there is something that, that, there is something that we have to recognize that has the legitimate right to be there. There's something that we have to recognize that is shared with the, the other person, a common goal. Okay. You have to understand that. And you have to understand also that the, the aim of have, being happy is a right for all who desire it. Okay. Everyone who desires this, it. And that's something that we have to keep in mind when we are engaging, when we are relating with someone else. Okay. All right. Now we're going to get into... <laughs> yes? I have a question. I'm completely... On, I've talked about this. Uh -huh. I've had other people tell me things like, um, like bombing Hiroshima was a good thing to do because it stopped more people from dying and, and I always say that okay that's a way to do it but that's really you know violence is the last refuge of the incompetent and it's, there's surely some other um, but that's such a vague answer they never accept it so mm -hmm. I, but, but there's I'm just thinking of like if I if I try and say that that vibes that you know was not an answer and never solved the problem, then I'm going to get that response from somebody yeah, else yeah. That, that sometimes it does solve the problem. I don't know how to respond to that. Oh yeah, and of course the the other uh, uh, would be uh, I mean, two war doesn't do anything. That doesn't war does bring peace. Is uh, World War Two stopping Hitler? Okay, if, 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 if you didn't go and attack Hitler, then we wouldn't have, have the peace that we are enjoying right now. Okay. We wouldn't be having the peace that we are enjoying right now. <laughs> <laughs> if we didn't bomb Hiroshima, we wouldn't be enjoying the peace that we are enjoying right now. And it's a tricky thing of 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 uh, of uh, of samsara. Okay, it shifts things just to just to trick your eyes to make you think that something else is happening when it's really the same thing. I was wondering, we have police forces to control 
Is that really different? I mean, don't we need to control these wacko people? Oh yeah, we, we need to. Yeah, that desire is legitimate. And its aim is, is legitimate. It's the method that we have, to, we have to look at. Okay? The thing is, is it working? Is the method working? If it's not working, let's stop being crazy. Let's use another method. Okay? Uh-huh, yeah. But wouldn't you say that some people, like some world leaders, are just completely mad and there isn't a desire? Like, desire, lust for power, which is, I suppose the, the idea that the power that would make them as an individual happy? Yeah. Yeah. If I control the entire planet, everybody does wh- exactly what I do, or tell them to do, I'll be happy. <laughs> or, or Hitler's <laughs> desire to destroy a whole bunch of people. And that would make him happy if right. those people were destroyed. Yeah. Yeah. That that the the, the I'm not saying that the uh, he's right to want to be happy. Ah, I'm I'm not saying he's right to be want is right to want to be happy by doing that. But he's right. He has a right to be want to be happy. But the method that he's using to to try to be happy, it he doesn't have that right because why doesn't he have that right? Doesn't bring happiness. It doesn't bring happiness. It doesn't work. Okay? If visiting violence to others, if it brings any kind of happiness, this should have been a paradise already. <laughs> okay? We should not be living in paradise. Because there's not one culture that we can think of that doesn't have history of violence, a history of violence connected to, to, to it. So all those, all those cultures that thought, oh, we need, we need the welfare of our people uh, uh, secure. And those people are a threat to that. So let's attack them. Let's get rid of them. And this has been done by almost every civilization that we know of. Either those civilizations have uh, already uh, disappeared, or if they're still uh, around, they're still unhappy. We have to really, at a very fundamental level, understand what peace is. We have to really search within us and find out, do we really want it? Okay. And we have to be convinced about what the... And this is... And, and ending war doesn't... Uh, it's not just about uh, nations and this, you know, this uh, very abstract thing called nation uh, uh, visiting war and another abstract similar thing called another nation. It's about individuals. Individuals participating. You have to, <coughs> for, for one nation to refuse to engage in this madness, it, it has to begin with an individual refusing to engage in this madness. And you have to have faith in it. You have to have conviction in it. 
Okay. That gave us somewhat uh, to uh, uh, to not so common. Okay. But everyone uh, wakes up in the morning wanting th that day to be peaceful. Okay. And you encounter someone who says something, who does something to you, and then the natural reaction that you have is one of war. Okay. You either say something or you do something where, where the intention is to do harm to that other person. Okay. So if individuals are continuing to participate this way, are continuing to to behave this way at an individual, uh, you know, in, in, at a level of a, of a community, then when that community is a country, a nation, then that nation will behave that way. And there's something also, when, when, you, when you hear the example of Hitler and I don't know whoever else, uh, then, we, then, then we think of those examples as, or this is where we need to apply war. This is where war is a necessity. So every time we, we, uh, when we go out in the street and we encounter that person, we believe that we are encountering a Hitler. We have to put an end to this person. It's the person who's going to harm other people. We have to stop this person. Okay. He stepped on my toe. He's going to step on other people's toes. <laughs> <laughs> he cut in line. This person cut in line in front of other people. I have to do something to stop this person. There's nothing wrong with that desire. The thing is, do you, uh, did you accomplish it? By reacting violently to a person no longer cutting in line, is this person no longer stepping on people's toes? And the people around you, when they saw you doing this, are they now implementing this? And then, is it spreading? Okay? When the person stepped in front of you, yeah, you should stop that person. But how should you do it? So you can end up with that person doesn't do it. That's what you want to do. Okay. And if you really want that, and I say if you really want that, then you will do whatever it takes to get it. Mm -hmm. So this is where passion comes in. You must have passion for peace. And you must not be afraid to, to, to want to get it, to act to get it. Uh, the uh, examples that we can think of of nonviolence is the great Mahatma Gandhi. We think of the Reverend Martin Luther King. And we think of, uh, I don't know, who else? Mandela. Mandela. Mm. <laughs> I just wanted to remind that in 2001, mm. France refused to go to war. Oh, okay. So some people are starting to do, are starting to implement that. Now, th and the thing is, we are afraid that if we behave like Mandela, well, I don't know, if we be if we behave if we behave like behave like uh, I don't know another one, Jesus Christ. If you behave like uh, like Martin Luther King, if we behave that way, we are going to get killed. We are going to become a martyr, 
And we don't want to become martyrs. I don't want to be a martyr. <laughs> okay. I want to see that peace. <laughs> I, want to, I don't want to be sacrificed and then I don't get to see that peace. I want to see that peace. Myself, okay, at, at, the, at the sword and everything like that and don't get to enjoy that peace. <laughs> so we don't, want to be, we don't want to be a martyr. So we think that, why? Why don't we want to be a martyr? Because we have no faith in what Martin, what Martin Luther King did. We think it's a nice thing. We think it's an accident that, that you got some result out of it. It was like the greatest accident that Mahatma Gandhi actually got a nation out, out of it. It's like, it's, it's, it's like a, an anomaly in the universe. Okay. Not, no natural laws were, were working there. Okay. Mahatma Gandhi actually won the lottery. Okay. That's, what, that's what we believe. That's why we don't think that we, we think it will not work for us. When we plant that apple seed, we're going to get lemon. Mm. Okay. So how do we get ourselves to be convinced that it will work? So we have to look at its, we have to look some, at its uh, uh, dynamics and we have to convince ourselves, not brainwash ourselves. We have to convince ourselves, is it true? Will it actually bring that, that goal that we want, that we desire? Will it actually bring peace? Okay. Once you become convinced of it, then it's, um, no, it's, it's not your concern. It's not what you're worried about. Because you're convinced what you're applying will work. And this thing about uh, fearing that you go, you, you're going to be a, a, a martyr also proves something to you that you probably are afraid to, to admit. You believe, you are convinced, you have perfect faith that war works. Because that's what, you're, that's what you're acting out of. That's your instinct. That's the desire I was talking about, that unconscious. That's what, you, that's what you really believe in. That's your conviction. That's your, that's your true religion. If, I be, if, I, if, I, if I'm somebody who wants, especially when I'm somebody who wants peace, I'm not going to start any war with anybody. But if somebody starts a war with me, that person better be, you know, finished. <laughs> okay. Because I'm going to make sure that person doesn't bring war to anybody. Ever. Okay. Uh, this may not be a good example. <laughs> but uh, but I, I think it's a good example. Uh the idea of vendetta being ingrained in a culture. Okay. There are and there well, as I said, there were many cultures in the past that actually believed that it was the righteous thing. Like if if someone does something wrong to someone who's close to you, especially a family member, it is your righteous right 
it is your righteous duty to make sure that you visit the same violence, the same uh, to, to that to, to that one who is close to you. To what? What did he say? To go into war. Oh yeah, he did. And we have to uh, ex examine that. What was he talking about? Okay. <laughs> okay. What war was he talking about? Uh, inciting uh, uh, Arjuna to go into? Okay. But it did manifest itself in physical war. It did manifest? Mm -hmm. <laughs> 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 well, I'm not going to go too much into that yet. <laughs> But I'll, I'll be using references in Mahabharata, okay, also. And references I'll, I'll, I'll use, I'll, I'll, I'll throw it in, okay. It will not be just uh, only in, in, the, in the scriptures, in the Buddhist scriptures. I'll, uh, it will be, you know, works of people who are not religious, people who are atheists, people who are strong, strongly religious in this way or that way, okay. Uh, so, to continue, there is... Uh, cultures that go way back that thought it was it, it became almost a religious duty to revenge to have revenge like if uh, then it would fall upon this person to take revenge for the family and if this person doesn't take revenge for the family this person is dishonored this person society okay and what was the aim of this it's still the same aim that we talked about before. The family needs peace. The family needs to be happy. And that's correct. There's nothing wrong with that. Now, how do we get this happiness? We have to take revenge. Then the entire culture becomes a culture of revenge, of vendettas. Where, if you don't have a strong, evident affiliation with a group to protect you, you're, you are, for lack of a better word, screwed. Okay? You have to be connected to some group, to some, to some clan, and uh, recognized by others that if you are messed with, this entire clan will come after you. That's, that, that's, that, that's supposedly your protection. And if you, ha if you don't have that apparent affiliation, then no, you, 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 no, everybody can lay claim to killing you. <laughs> But did help those civilizations not go into war. It was like it was like the nuclear bomb. Okay? Everybody knows if you attack somebody in the family, there will be revenge. Okay? So it's like the nuclear no deterrent kind of thing. That's supposed to be deterring people from engaging in, in, in violence towards each other. But those Civilization, especially those civilizations that live in close uh, proximity with, with one another, spent generations after generations in, in senseless wars, senseless battles, where one person felt, uh, especially uh, with if, if a member of that family uh, ego got to be so big, instead of just doing the customary, okay, knock on your door, you know. Uh, give you a note. We're gonna kiss about your family today because of the tradition. Please sign here. 
instead of going to some formality, they go around, they got armies, and then they go and attack and try and de- destroy entire families, destroy entire uh, villages, and thing. Somehow it came back to them. And uh, uh, if you know what cultures I'm talking about, I don't need to uh, mention them uh, because I don't want the sound to be. I don't want to be too. Uh, what's that word? Political. Politically incorrect. Politically incorrect. (laughs) 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 Okay. So you have you have these examples. Study those cultures. See if you can find, I mean, do an actual investigation. Because somewhere, as I mentioned, somewhere within you, there is a conviction. Your true religion is, is, in, is in war. You believe it works. You believe it is holy. Because you allow it to, uh, to determine your action. Okay? So the only way to undermine this conviction, you have to directly see how it hasn't worked. Read the histories. See, read, read the histories, the stories about those people, those peoples who, who applied this method and see how prosperous they are. Okay? See how wonderful, how peaceful, uh, uh, how peaceful they are. Okay? See if you can find that proof. And when you start to, to uh, see example after example after example of how it start to undermine that un- uh, that that uh, that conviction it will start to undermine it it will start to destroy it it will start to dismantle it okay then when you are faced with a situation where war is used to be one of the possibilities before you act at least you will start to think before you act you will question whether this Will be will be get you exactly the result that you want, and 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 a lot of times, when because of the f- uh, the force of habit, because of the power of uh, 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 the energy of habit, even though we may in peace, when that uh, habit tendency comes up, we get completely lost in it. Okay, and we have to be very careful. Some people, can be, you can say, become possessed by it. And that's why uh, it, it, it might, it, uh, in certain cases, it becomes a, a psychological, uh, where people, you just can't stop yourself. It just, it just continues, continues until somebody holds you and stops you or something. Okay. And you're in danger. We are, we are all in danger of that. Not just those uh, crazies with... Uh, no, Y chromosome in their left brain, no, something like that. Not, ju- not just those people, in society, who has not yet reached a point of true conviction that this method doesn't work, something else has to be done. Unless you reach that level of true conviction, you are in danger of being completely be overtaken by this demon, by this monster. Okay? I'm calling it a demon, I'm calling it a monster, because it us for generations, for thousands of years, it has been deceiving us. It's been telling us, I promise you peace, and it has not yet delivered the peace that it's been promising. And yet it keeps giving us convincing arguments 
why we should continue to invest in it. And we keep continuing to invest in it. Okay? It's time we stop. And it's time we try to at least look into what will actually work. The danger, uh, I'll be finished in a few minutes. The danger, and, and, and I'm not talking about danger in the sense of the danger of allowing violence to take over. I'm talking more in a sense the danger of losing this wonderful aspiration to truly want peace. The danger comes from not being honest with yourself. You have to be honest with yourself. Know exactly where you are. Know exactly what faults you have. That way you can actually work with them. No need to fantasize about, uh, oh, these faults are beautiful, Buddhas have them, these are the faults that I have. Okay? Don't make up faults. Really find out the faults that you have and be honest about it. And from there, then you can, then you can, then you can really start. Then you can, then you no, will no longer be in danger of losing this beautiful aspiration. Okay. And the danger will come in in the form of disappointment. You will be easily disappointed. And that's what has stopped, what you call millions. Of, of fellow uh, peace lovers. They became disappointed. And what was it? At wh what seed that was in their mind that made them uh, uh, overcome by disappointment? Ignorance. Ignorance. <laughs> ignorance? Uh, well, it's in the family of ignorance. Lack of conviction. Lack of conviction. <coughs> so that's your first job. And that's where you have to be honest. If you really, if, if in you conviction that war works, look at it. Examine it. Don't, 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 don't pretend that's what you, don't pretend that's what you don't want because people say it's, it's an awful thing and you're supposed to be a spiritual person. Okay. If you really believe that violence is the way, find out if that's what you really believe, and then work with it. Okay. The goal is to arrive at conviction, not brainwash. Because if you brainwash yourself, peace is beautiful, and at the core of your being, you believe the opposite, eventually they're going to clash, one is going to destroy the other. And usually, the brainwashed stuff goes away. The only, and this is the last one, <laughs> The only reason, the reason that we continue to act in this madness because we are at a deep level convinced it works. That's the only reason. No other reason. Okay. Uh, what did I promise? Time for questions and answers. Questions? <laughs> you mentioned the war at the level between countries uh -huh. and especially physical aggression. What would be the example 
in persons of different kinds of war, other than physical. Your physical is obvious. Mm-hmm. In terms of uh, aggression that is not necessarily physical. Yeah, in, in terms of people. In terms of people. Yeah. Well, there's. Since we so, since uh, we at a deep level truly believe that it's what works, our uh, some t- for the for most of us, the number one uh, object else, we act. We are merciless in applying this to ourselves because we convince it will work. If it will work, of course we have to be we have to be violent to violent to ourselves, and we be are violent to ourselves in ways that we are not even aware that we are violent to ourselves. If it's gonna if it's gonna bring peace in the world, and we want peace in our own mind, and war is the way to do it, you gotta have you gotta engage war. I'm not talking about uh, that's more the uh, I'm not talking about the example that's connected with the Krishna example. I'm talking about you know what I'm talking about, <laughs> okay? You know what I'm talking about. The kind of violence that we do to ourselves when we become... That's the kind of violence I'm talking about. Why? Because we are convinced violence works. And the closest person to act to try this on is the person who is here already. And an example of... 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 Uh, uh, how we act aggressively toward ourselves. I'm no good. Repeat this every day. I'm no good. I'm no good. I'm no good. That's violence to to yourself. And then to another. Well, <laughs> we we tell someone else they're no good. <laughs> <laughs> Especially someone not a stranger in the street. No, when you meet a, when a stranger in the street tells you some something, you know, just most of for most of, most of the time, it just you know gets forgotten, you know, in the next moment. Especially those we have a very strong either at a unconscious level or at a conscious level that they take us as an authority because we are very close to them. We are their friend. We are their parent. We are their brother or sister. And when we when we tell them these violent these violent words, they take it in, even if even if they on a surface level don't want to take it, they take it in. So that's uh, two examples of non-physical. Okay. Yeah, I, uh, that's usually the question that comes up. And for a long time, I had a very difficult time answering that question because I was focusing on the question the wrong way. When that, ans- when that question was answered a long time ago by all my teachers, the intention not to harm. 
an intention, then what you do is justified. Truly out of that intention, not make made up intention. And that, was, that, that answers the Hitler question, that Hitler answers all the other stuff. I just like a little bit of elaboration. When you say not to harm, study the mental factors a little bit. The mm -hmm. term not to harm, doesn't it, it also implies pacification of others and the desire to bring a compassionate attitude towards them and have them be happy. Those are all embodied in the non-harm, yeah. right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Because the, uh, the, the, the aim of it, that's what you have to focus on. Mm -hmm. The aim is a state of happiness, a state of contentment, a state of non-strife, a state where there is no suffering for, for, uh, for, for the other. And when you keep that in mind, and your intention is to truly get that, then that, and, and uh, Zorinus back me up on that, <laughs> that, that intention is like is itself, even though it's spoken of more in, in, in terms of an emotion, it's a feeling, but it's actually also, uh, uh, just to uh, not, not say entirely that, it is also a kind of uh, uh, a wisdom. It will guide you to the right. That is the action that will really bring about that result. It will guide you. When you're completely overtaken by compassion, Compassion will tell you, will guide you, how to behave. Just one example that you you brought up before, which mm -hmm. is the example of of, of a mother, of our own mother. Mm -hmm. And if you take take my mother, um, her, and she goes out and gets an assault rifle, and goes to a nursery school and starts shooting kids, and I'm there. Your mother did that. <laughs> um, and, and obviously, I'm going to take take whatever action I can to prevent her from, you know, killing th these children. And if it's necessary to to harm her, I would do it. And clearly, when I'm doing it, I wouldn't be doing it with hate towards my mother. You yeah. Know? yeah. So that's why it's a good. Take that example further. And let's say your mother could clone herself into ten thousand people, all of whom have <laughs> gone out and bought these assault rifles and now they're they're assaulting an entire town. Mm -hmm. Then again, with that same intention, the mm -hmm. same love, this is why there is such a thing, in my opinion, as a, as a just war, mm -hmm. as long as you're able to see Adolf Hitler as your mother, which world, but mm -hmm. if you can, because he has the same desire for happiness as my mother, mm -hmm. the same sufferings he's undergone for timeless mm -hmm. lifetimes, mm -hmm. then Adolf Hitler and his entire army if they're all seen in the same way, mm -hmm. then the action taken to stop an Adolf Hitler mm -hmm. is the same action as one would take to stop one's mother. Mm -hmm. That's uh, beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> we all to be able to do that. And the thing is, we kid ourselves, we think that we are at that level. <laughs> We're not. Okay. It's a beautiful thing to be able to do. Okay. But don't kid yourself. If you can truly have that clarity, true compassion, that this is the action to take that would benefit everyone, then you, I don't know, if, if it tells you blow up the world, blow up the world. Okay. When you were talking about harming others and, and you said, I am no good or 
if I'm seeing that perhaps your possessions, like whatever it is, towards something, it's, it's not right. I disagree completely with that. And mm -hmm. I say, I think you're not good because I, I can't understand that philosophy mm -hmm. about anything, mm -hmm. drinking the way you drink or doing what you do. Mm -hmm. How do you, I mean, how well can you take a position without saying that's not good? I mean, because you're harming, right? Mm -hmm. That's what you were saying, mm -hmm. right? I say, that's not right. Well, uh, definitely. That is not right. That is wrong. But to say, you are wrong, you are no good, is different. Mm -hmm. And this happens within children, unintentionally. The child does something that is not, the child is not supposed to do, Instead of saying that's wrong, sometimes, most of the time, the child is saying, you are wrong. And the child internalizes this. Instead of saying, thinking that's wrong, they think, I am wrong. And they end up thinking, you know, uh, since I am wrong, my mother told me, my father told me, and they go around harming others because they think that's their nature. Of course, if someone is, is doing something that is wrong, you have to say that's wrong. And interestingly, in, uh, if you are a bodhisattva, if you don't say that, you are breaking your bodhisattva. Because your intention is the removal of suffering for that person. <coughs> if that person is be acting in a way that is going to bring them suffering, it is your duty to make them not continue. And the example of uh, of his mother being cloned into a thousand, ten thousand, ten thousand. That that's their path to happiness. What do they think that that's their happiness? That may be their path to happi their happiness, but it's not your path. But it, but is it your path or your place to tell them that 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 may not be the best method? That they're that they're seeing things the wrong way. If they're seeing things completely right and then they are behaving to you to be completely destructive and to you it is clear that they are being destructive and your compassion is right then it is his karmic what's that word? fate <laughs> to be killed by you mm. he's being let him continue and be true to yourself too stop him Uh, I, I'm going to throw in a, a, a warped sense of Zen that I picked up somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even sure if it was Zen or Tao, but so, something mixed up like that. But <laughs> something about uh, the the nature of someone, like their the, the, their nature. Okay, you you have something about being. You have to be true to your nature. If it is that person's Dharma to go around killing people and that person is being true to their nature then that person is being ethical if there is such a thing and if you see behaving and you truly see that person is behaving that is your that is your perception then if you don't stop him then you're not being true then you're not being true to your nature that person is being true to his nature why, why can't you be true to your, to your nature And how far do you go with that, beyond just vocalizing it? If your compassion is not powerful enough, 
to give you perfect clarity, pray for that compassion. <laughs> and if definitely your intelligence is telling you this has to stop, this has to stop, and you, and, and you try as hard as you can all the powers of your intelligence to see if you can come up with, with uh, and you come up with the same way, and you ask others to see if they can help you, and they help you come up with the same conclusion, then you have to act. You have to uh, obey. Yeah. I, I just have to bring this up because you had mentioned something about people cutting in line. Uh -huh. And I, I had an ex interestingly enough in the a country... A few years ago? A few years ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, interestingly enough in the country of Co Costa Rica, which has given up their army and has, has had a more peaceful existence than just about any country on this earth. They've had very little conflict since mm -hmm. they... Uh, since they formally, legally abandon their use of the armed forces to defend themselves. But I was in the airport uh, and we were, we had our bags and we were going very slow and letting people through and there was a long line snaking through the, the, the room and, you know, this, this person, a gentleman in maybe 45 uh, with his uh, teenage son, decided he was going to cut in line. I guess he was, you know, in a hurry to get somewhere and he cut in line and he set it up perfectly for me. He cut in line back of me, so he wasn't affecting me, right? So it wasn't <laughs> like, oh, he's angry. But I got angry because he was cutting off other people. Mm -hmm. And so I decided, and I never do this. I don't raise my voice. I generally don't talk to people, you know, at all. <laughs> but I decided I, I needed to say something. So I just said, you know, excuse me, the end of the line is there. And this person became very angry. And then I pointed out that, you know, he was there with his, you know, 12-year-old, 13 years, is this what you want to be saying in front of your son? This is not a very good teaching for your son. This is not a very good activity because you're showing him how to do the same thing. And then some people, you know, behind then started murmuring, yeah, you know, he's right, you know, that I was right. And what was interesting, it's a perfect laboratory because I was also, you know, because I'm somewhat mindful sometimes, I decided to be very mindful as I was doing this and I was watching myself that was enjoying it, the enjoying the violence, right, that mm -hmm. I'm yelling. Mm -hmm. And a part of me that, you know, really felt that I needed to do this out of compassion. Mm -hmm. And I could watch both sides at the, same, at the same time. So there was this kind of mixed karma being created, and mm -hmm. I was watching it. And it was kind of a, a laboratory for, mm -hmm. for that. And there was some enjoyment of the fact that I was, you know, people were watching me and agreeing with me, right? And there was, this, and there was also, at the same time, a real desire to, you know, to shame this person so that maybe he, you know, he wouldn't do this, and maybe his son would not learn that this is the correct way to behave. Mm -hmm. So I'm just curious about your thoughts on that. It was this once in a lifetime kind of opportunity to test this. So. Uh, actually, that's everybody's homework. <laughs> 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 now, what he what he mentioned uh, was it was like two states of mind. There's a state of mind trying to be pure, trying to be you know be of concern for the. The 12 year old, be a concern for the person, be a concern for the people in the line. At the same time, there was the, 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 the habit, the power of the habit energy coming up, enjoying it, a belittled person. So that's where we're all going to be in the beginning. We're not going to be perfect bodhisattvas, having perfect compassion, and then, then we act. In order to get to that perfect compassion, he has to act the way he did. So there were two, two things going on 
that, that part that's enjoying it, that's you know, trying to undermine the thing, trying to undermine the, the activity, trying to make it into an ego thing. And at the same time, there is the, there's, the sincere as, there's a sincere part in there also. So what do you have to do? Pay attention to the sincere part and let the, let the, the other part, part that's egoist, egotistical, let it just run around in, in its head, in your head. Let it run around until it get, gets attention to it. In, there will be those. You, there will be these. What, what you call uh, uh, dichotomy? Not dichotomy. What you call uh, split kind of thing? Duality, split mind, split split brain kind of thing going on, <laughs> where you feel like you're two people having two kind of the kind of <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, healthy kind of schizophrenia. <laughs> and you, you, a lot of you will be in this. Not a lot of you, if, unless you're bodhisattva, perfect bodhisattva. Perfect bodhisattva. No, somebody bodhisattva who is like very high level. Okay, you, that that's, that will be your path. And and you have to know that oh, this is this is what I'm used to doing. It's just trying to trying to you know tell you oh by the way this is what you used to do. Okay, I'm ready. Let's go. Your training that you want to get to is is going to be there also. At the beginning, it's going to be very weak. It may not be it's not may not be strong enough to actually make you act. Like all this could have happened just in your head, <laughs> and, and the airport, and 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 that that would have been, that that would have been if that was it. That would that was at his level. That was his training. Ed, I'm not sure if this action is going to actually work, but in your mind you visualize yourself doing it, do what you want to do. Okay. But since it was strong enough to actually make them act, and it could have been out of fear. I mean, they, I mean, there could have been fear there. This guy, this guy might punch me in the face. This guy might have a, a gun and shoot me. I might become a martyr for the sake of peace. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to just stop this guy from cutting in line. Okay? So all these things may come up. And if, and if, if that part of your mind that knows that this is the right thing to do, depending on its strength, it will make you act. And you will act probably out of pain. You may act out of fear, but you act anyway because you know that's the right thing to do. You do not know any other things that is more right than this. And will that that relationship then, that duality, <coughs> the other side, diminish over time, and the, yep. the right yeah. thing just grows? It and grows, and, and it grows because you are paying attention to it. You don't just that thought comes into your mind and you just say, "Am I crazy? I'm going to do this thing in this in, in this." Uh, People can see me, make a fool of myself, and this guy might beat me up, you know, and and completely uh, uh, stop stop that from stop that from trying to give you uh, a motivation to act. Okay, that and, and if that's the habit that you develop with it, it will diminish. It will it will it will it will get weaker and weaker and weaker until it will not bother you anymore. Then nobody cuts in line, just punch him in the face, and you have no idea that you punch him in the face. Okay. <laughs> So that's how it is in the beginning. There's going to be this duality. And you just have to start paying attention to that other part that you want to develop. Okay. Even if it happens only in your imagination, at least it must happen there. Okay. Um, the guy might may have beaten you up. He got very angry. Had it not been in the airport with security, he, he might have. I mean, yeah. he's a big guy. <laughs> That's one reason I did it. I, I felt safe in the airport. He would have gone. Okay. Well, it's about um, <coughs> just thinking if someone is going in front of the line, 
I should start to give space the dessert and have to be very careful of it. Yeah. You, you, you can use it as a means to uh, reflect on, oh, this person is teaching me I'm not, I don't feel good because of I just, what I just witnessed. I shouldn't do that. I shouldn't visit this to, to other people. You can, use it, you can also use it for that. Um, I, I heard some people living in the Bronx somewhere. Uh-huh. They say, uh, this place they live, every time you meet a new person, you have to beat them. Otherwise, they will never respect you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, it, it comes from the entrenched, con- that conviction has been entrenched. That, that, uh, that thing about uh, which has destroyed a lot of civilization, the thing about the, the vengeance, the vendetta. So somehow s- that disease got in there and then it has spread. Mm. And it's very difficult for those who were born in there, yeah. in the right situation. Because they have to, they have those among those two things that 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 they have to fight with. That one is very strong because it's back to being. And when when such people actually do any measure that is from that, that's the most beautiful thing. And it has to be praised. It has to be rejoiced. Okay, uh, you were supposed to end uh, half hour ago. <laughs> I was supposed to end now. <laughs> we have to end now. Uh, the title, the subtitle. Introduction. <laughs> okay, and then next Wednesday we'll continue and we'll try to follow the, <laughs> the outline. I'll try to follow the outline. <laughs> okay. Alright, so thank you. Oh, I didn't. Uh, Good tea. No need to say anything about this one. <laughs> <laughs> it's chocolate, okay? <laughs>